Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garland. And I'm Mike Spring. Seems like Mike knows everybody. I don't know how he does this, but he's got three more interviews this week with people that you have probably heard of before. How do you do that, Mike? Well, you know, back when I was dating Jennifer Aniston, you know, I, I met a lot of these people. And, and so, you know, we've kept in touch. And so every once in a while I reach out to them and say, hey, you want to chat? And, and so... I didn't think know. I'd get a straight answer from them. <laughs> but we're very happy you have because you've got three uh, real top-notch actors here, character actors that... Uh, have touched upon voice acting over the years. Absolutely. And it's interesting, all three of them have had sort of different levels of experience with voice acting. So you get kind of some different perspectives. And so I thought I'd share a little bit of what they had to say. Now, we talked about a bunch of things, but we're just going to give you guys the clips of what they have to say about voice acting per se. That makes sense. Yeah, good idea. And their first one is is Victor Garber. And we we know him from a a bunch of TV shows. In fact, he's in 3D right now up on the big screen, right? Because he's in Titanic. That's right. That's right. Also, he is very well known for his on Alias, right. uh, Eli Stone, and a bunch of other great stuff. But in addition to that, he's also done voices in a couple of animated films, Kung Fu Panda 2 oh. and a Green Lantern animated movie for the DC Universe. Cool. So here's what Victor has to say about why he enjoys voiceover acting. What do you like about voiceover acting versus on-camera acting? Well, you don't have to look good, <laughs> which, is, which I love. Uh, you know, I haven't really honestly done that much uh, of voiceover stuff. I mean, I'm hoping to do more, and uh, but I, I, it, it's really, you know, it's so pleasurable because, you know, it's, it's just you, you in a room with a microphone generally, and, and, uh, and, and you can, you know, and you can kind of create this illusion, and, and it doesn't really matter what you look like, and then, you know, for, for that's kind of a, a gift for an actor, really. You know, you don't have to go through uh, hair and makeup and wardrobe and all of that. You just show up and, and uh do it, and it's uh, often lucrative, although my, the case is, for me it hasn't been, but I know a lot of my friends are doing it, doing, making a lot of money doing those kinds of things, mm-hmm. over commercials and stuff. So it's really, uh, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, supplemental income more than anything. I, 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 I was in Kung Fu Panda 2, but really that's one of the only uh, big, you know, cartoon films I've done, animated, I mean. Great stuff. And it's interesting that he would say he would like to do more because right after you did that interview with him, doesn't he end up on Charlie's Angels, the reboot that they had that lasted, what, six episodes? Yeah, I think, I think it didn't last very long, unfortunately. Not his fault, though. Yeah, but he was the voice of Charlie, right? Right, which is a great gig. I mean, that's kind of an iconic character. Even if it's only short-lived, how much fun is that to play, you know, Charlie of Charlie's Angels? That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty cool. So obviously he is doing more voiceover work as we speak. Now, this next young man first came to my attention on American Dreams. He played uh, the son of one of the main characters in, in American Dreams, and since has gone on to Blue Bloods, and you probably know who we're talking about. His name is Will Estes. Has he done any other stuff? A lot of stuff, actually. He's one of those guys that's done, who's been around a lot. He started out in soap operas, actually. Really? Uh, and then did a lot of guest starring appearances on TV shows and stuff, and has sort of been building up his career. He's done a lot of films, you know, smaller, lower-budgeted stuff, but he's definitely been around for a while even though he's a pretty young guy. So he's been very successful. And of course, Blue Bloods has been a, a big hit for him. And Warren, you're a fan of that show, yes, right? Yes, I am. Very much so. And he plays a terrific character. He plays well, you know, the son's, uh, one of the son, if you will, of the commissioner who's now gone undercover. And it's just a great storyline. Well, he was actually a really great guy to talk to. We had a very fun conversation. And um, he hasn't done a ton of voiceover work, but back in the 90s, he actually played the voice of Johnny Quest. I'll be darned. In, in a Johnny Quest TV movie that they made. I think it was for a cartoon 
Cartoon Network or one of those things. Wow. And so he played this, you know, this great character who, of course, everybody remembers from his long stint on television. So I asked him about what it was like playing Johnny Quest. Now, you, uh, a long time ago, uh, did the voiceover for Johnny Quest. Um, and so what, what was it like to play such an iconic character? It was a lot of fun, you know. I just I sort of fell into it, and, I, and uh, you know, I remember thinking at the time that hey, it was pretty cool, you know. I get to be Johnny Quest, and uh, a friend of mine. It's funny you say that. A friend of mine just caught that and like recognized my voice or something on there, and it, which is bizarre to me because it was a long time ago. I'm sure my voice sounds different, although today it probably sounds like it, like it did. <laughs> my voice was off, but uh, and said, "Hey, was this you?" And I said, "I did. I did one. I'd be surprised if it was the same one because you know there's obviously a Johnny Quest, but uh, you count the one that I did. So I, I actually just watched some of that recently, and it was you know God, that was a, a millennium ago." Well, next up on our final interview today is with Robert Patrick. Now, I remember that name from, uh, what was it, the third or the second? The second. Terminator Terminator. And he was the T-what? The T-1000. The T-1000. Come on, Warren. I'm sorry. You know, I'm just not as big a movie fan as you are when it comes to those types of movies, I guess. (laughs) Well, I think it's more that I'm just a bigger geek than you are, I think is what it is. (laughs) Anyway, he played a, uh, and that was the one that changed, uh, you know, shapes all the time. Yes. That's the silvery flowing, you know, and anyway, he was was great in that. I mean, I was afraid of this guy so that's how good he was and he's also gone on he starred on the X-Files for two years he was in the hit show The Unit for about five seasons I think oh wow uh, he was in Copland he's really got a, I mean if you look at his resume he's been in a ton of movies and TV shows he's also done a ton of voiceover work he's done voices on American Dad Avatar The Last Airbender Ben 10 Batman Beyond ironically also Johnny Quest although not the same one that Will Estes did uh, a number of Terminator related video games and actually a, a whole lot of other great animated series. Now, let me preface my question here because he refers to a question I had asked him earlier in the interview about how he always tends to play sort of these tough guys, these, you know, Marines or colonels or policemen or things like that. And so I'd asked him about if, if he ever wanted to kind of break out of that. So when I got to talking to him about the voiceover work that he does, he he sort of touches on that in his answer. I think you'll find it pretty interesting. One thing I think people don't necessarily know is you do a lot of, or a pretty fair amount of voiceover acting kind of on the side, you know, between cartoon shows and some of the video games and stuff like that. Uh, what do you enjoy about, like, voice acting versus on-camera acting? Well, that's another good question, and uh, uh, it, it kind of ties in with the one you had before. That's where I really can kind of, you know, let the, the crazy part of me out, mm-hmm. kind of be goofy and be silly and do stupid stuff and Nobody sees it, but they hear it. So um, I really enjoy it. As a matter of fact, as soon as we get done here today, I'm going off to uh, lay down some auditions for three different things. But anyway, to the point, that's where I get to do a lot more crazy kind of fun characters. But even within that world, there's specific things that I get brought in on. Right. And even within that world, I have to, you know, kind of reveal that I can do other things. But, you know, to be honest with you, uh, all in all, I am very, very happy that I've been, you know, given these opportunities. Well, obviously, it's clear he really loves the voice acting part of this business. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I've talked to a number of celebrities about voice acting, and every time I bring it up with them, their enthusiasm is is really evident. It's clearly something that a lot of them enjoy. And, you know, that's great to hear that no matter whether you're, you know, on a local level like us or you're a, a big star, you know, getting in the vocal booth is a lot of fun. Well, perhaps now is the time for you to check into voice acting firsthand by attending one of our Getting Paid to Talk adult education classes. 
Voice Coaches offers this single evening introduction to voice acting through universities, colleges, schools, and recreation programs across the U.S. and Canada, and will most likely be in your neighborhood soon. That's right. The week of April 30th, we've got classes scheduled throughout New York in Troy, Schenectady, Elmont, Monroe, Nyack, Rocky Point, and Hempstead, New York. Also in Woodbury, Naugatuck, Enfield, Newtown, and New Hartford, Connecticut, and... Beverly, Orleans, Fitchburg, and Millis, Massachusetts. And if you're west of the Mississippi, look for us in Reno, Nevada very soon, Hobbs and Las Vegas, New Mexico, and Durango, Colorado. Now, to get exact dates and locations, all you have to do is give us a call, 866-887-2834. Or you can email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. We also look forward to your comments, your questions, and your topic suggestions at that address. We actually heard from a listener in England this week. Cool. Which got Warren thinking, of course, if Brits like our accent as much as Americans like the British accent. Well, that could be our question of the week. Wait, we have a question of the week? We do now. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Works for me. So everybody that's British that's listening right now, just drop us a note and tell us, you know, do you like the American accent as much as we like your British accent? That sounds like a great question. Let's see what happens. <laughs> okay, great. And we'll come back next week and have the results of our informal poll for you. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next week. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. I love the smell of voiceovers in the morning. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Voice Coaches Radio. He's Warren Garling. And he's Mike Spring. Now this next young man, this, try that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's also done a ton of voiceover work. He's been, he's, mm-hmm. And so it begins. <laughs> he's also done a ton. <laughs> of ton. <laughs> yes. And so it continues. <laughs> it's not going to end apparently. So everybody that's British right now, you know, get us a... Uh, uh, so how do we want to come out of whale here? Sound like you said, how do we want to come out of a whale here? And I was like, is that like an industry term that I don't know or something? Like, no. all right, we're going to do the intro and then the outro, and then we're going to come out of a whale. No, no, will. Okay. Will. <laughs>